You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. So we were talking earlier about um, the last time you were here. <laughs> and, uh, that was almost two years ago? Yeah, Go about a uh, Yeah, that's right. About a year and a half. Yeah, and yeah, I was just telling you that it was weird because when I rolled up on stage, you know, I had all my gear and I was going to unpack on the left side of the stage. And right. I'm like, no, wait a second. I'm in the center of the stage now. Now, now you're the main. Everyone yeah. gets to look at you right in the center. <laughs> Dude, so what's been going on? You, you came out here with uh, during the ACMs with Alyssa Michaela. Mm-hmm. And now you're here as uh, uh, yourself. Yep. What's what's gone on the last year and a half? Oh my gosh, so much has transpired. Um, I mean, honestly, it's been a matter of I've been in Nashville for six years, and it's just been a matter of of meeting the right people and 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 making the right friends uh, in town. And and a lot of it is, you know, just just. Letting people know that you're there to stay, you know, sure. you're there to make a home. So, you know, I bought a house in Nashville and roots. and yeah, and you're digging roots in this place because, you know, a, a lot of people, it's a suitcase town. So, you know, you get a lot of passerbys and, and it's a high frequency with that. But, um, yeah, so I just decided, you know, Hey, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to dig my roots in deeper. And ever since that, it's just been blessing after blessing and people just coming in wanting to help. And, and, uh, I mean, uh, a really notable songwriter told me one time, "Hey, you don't have to be the the most talented. You just got to be the the man la- the last man standing." You know. Sure. So, <laughs> so I take that to heart, you know. And and right now, um, we're we're coming out with some with some material that is starting to get recognized, and 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 you know, obviously, it's 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 gotten me here playing at Stoney's, and yeah. I'm just man, it's just such an honor to be here, you know. And and I, and I love this place. So it's a fun place. It is. It really. Really is it's coming together. We're looking yeah. to open a couple more too. So oh, be one dude. of those things when you call and be like, "Dude, can I play Stonies?" And be like, "Which one?" <laughs> or that's we, what I want to hear. Or we just route you through it. That's kind of the goal. Like, oh man, that'd be amazing. That's our next our forward thinking piece. I actually had a meeting today uh, with a place up in um, Reno, just outside of Reno, <laughs> Sparks Reno, kind of thing. So like, we kind of want to do stuff where, hey, if you play at Stonies, you get three, four, five stops. Bro. That's our, and it's all West Coast, so we already know how hard the West Coast is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you put a mainstay country joint up on a West Coast yeah. uh, and, you know, teach people how to line dance, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's honky over. It is it's over. It's over, man. We like, dude, we're just, we just brought, uh, last week we had this meeting in here for Jello shots, and the lady was like, dude, I want to put together this on the artwork so people can see it. I'm like, nah, <laughs> let's just put wood, the Stoney's logo, Jello shots. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't need to say anything else. You don't need to put. People drinking them, having a good time, look here, anything like that. They'll find oh, no. it. Just simple stupid. Oh, they know. I think that's our approach to this place, too. Simple stupid. Hey, well, simple stupid's gotten you far, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what, dude? Uh, I think I'll take a play out of that playbook any day. Heck, yeah. Two weeks ago, we celebrated 11 years of being open. Dang, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. They were open three months, and uh, I started freelance work with them, and I've been with them ever since. Congratulations, Super man. fun. 11 Super years. Fun. I went from just doing, doing little flyers and stuff to... Talking to you. Well, it's inspirational in, in its own right because I mean, like in a sense, I see what you're doing, and I'm like, dang. I mean, that's that's definitely a game changing kind of personality right there. Dude, we do. And a little you bit take of everything. that, yeah. <laughs> it, well, exactly. And I think, you know, especially just with you know, yeah, country music, but just music business in general, sure. man. You gotta you gotta wear a lot of hats. I and, think you have to, and yeah. I think. Part of that is like uh, we've learned from all the little things that we like to do. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about a little while ago, was kind of like 
this radio station spawned because we want to do this. Like, yep. I mean, we're given a platform for people to find you, hear you, learn about you, find out, you know, and that's kind of a goal in a sense. And, um, you know, I want people to come here and go, shit, I'm just going to go through all these podcasts. I'm going to listen yeah. like 15 of them and like binge listen. <laughs> kind of like we're going to, I, I want to be the Netflix of music and interviews. That's kind of like what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen it'll, that's it'll incredible happen. hey that's what that's what i love doing that when i go on trips and stuff on airplanes just yeah. download podcast man just Dude, podcast i listen a little bit of everything yep everything everything let's go like where did you come from originally originally born and raised in oklahoma oklahoma are yeah. you a sooners fan or i you, am you are. i cool. am man i i bleed crimson and cream yeah. and man yeah they are uh they they've been on a really great run the last few years yeah. so yeah, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do this year uh, with their new quarterback and all that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. But, yeah, um, yeah. so I lived in Oklahoma, and then I moved to Texas. Uh, the music scene in Texas was was a hair better. I mean, you got Austin and sure. Dallas and yeah. all these really – and Fort Worth, the stockyards. I mean, so I, I dove into the Texas country thing hardcore. And I did that for quite a few years, four or five years. And, I mean, man, traveled around with – Acts like Stoney, you know, LaRue, LaRue, yeah, Kevin Fowler, Mark McKinney, like, dude, just, I mean, we, we were out with Eli Youngman for a hot second. I mean, just all, right. all the, all those great dudes. But, um, but yeah, Nashville was always this dream. It was kind of the pinnacle and nothing against Texas country, man. When it comes to like country music listeners, those guys are die hard. Dude. They uh, are diehard fans. I'm gonna interject fans. real quick. We just yeah. uh, uh, we went to Fort Worth and went and saw the um, uh, Loud and Heavy Fest. Yes, and we went and saw Cody Jenks and uh, <sighs> love uh, Cody uh, Whiskey Myers. Yes, love Whiskey Myers. I was laughing because uh, when we when we were on our way there, we flew in into Dallas, and on yeah. our drive over, I was saying to Chris, "I'm like, dude." This would be like the perfect lineup if Alex Williams was here, you know, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. We're like, this is right up his alley, like all these <laughs> bands, everything. So we pull in backstage in the back. Don't know how we got back there. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was Chris's beard, I think is what got us back there. <laughs> but uh, we ended up meeting with some friends, all that. And he taps me on, on my shoulder and goes, dude, look who's there. Alex Williams comes walking up. He didn't play, just hanging right. out. But, dude, talk about fans. It was the first year that Cody's ever put that thing together. It just so happened to be on his birthday. There was like 7,000 people there. Oh, yeah. And it was at uh, Pirate, what was it called? Panther Island. Panther was, Island. Yeah, I was like, right. Jesus, there's a lot of people here. And yeah. Whiskey Myers, they played here, but when I saw them in front of those people outdoors, Jesus. It's completely, amazing. it's a whole other world. Yeah. And it, it really is, man. I mean, like, they, they don't call it the Republic of Texas for nothing. Right. You know? I mean, <laughs> those guys are fans. Like, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. And, you know, you be good to them, they'll be good to you. And was, it's, it's, it's a really, really great culture that they've cultivated there. I, I loved it. Dude, my expectation was, dude, I'm in the middle of Texas and I'm looking at these dudes that are all pot smoking. And whiskey drinking. <laughs> I was just looking for fights. I was looking for dude. They're just chill. They got all these people just crammed oh, yeah. in this area, and they were just chilling. And they're there for the music. Yeah. And then they went from dude. When yeah. I say they went loud and heavy, loud was the Whiskey Myers and the Cody Jinks. The heavy yeah. was conf- uh, was it a corrosion of conformity. And so I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> these guys are hard as hell. And all they kept talking about, oh yeah, my my really good friend Cody Jinks. I'm like, okay, I could I could see how they'd be friends, but sure, dude, play on the same like in the same. They were it was like one side or the other. They just bounce back and forth. Oh, like, there's there's no neat. boundaries, man. Yeah, no. no boundaries there. because you know the average like Texas country music listener yeah. is not just a country music listener. Sure. I mean, and, and I wasn't either growing up. I mean, yeah, I listened to country, but dude, are you kidding? That burnt CD had some ACDC on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I it was like, it. yeah. I mean, a lot of these dudes and 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 chicks are just like. 
man, they'll plug it, they'll plug away on some Texas country, some Stony, and some George Strait, but then they'll right. flip it right over and be listening to Guns N' Roses, you know, or Def Leppard. It There's just nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> no not at all. Did you follow um, Cody Johnson at all? Oh, dude, Cody Johnson's great. He is. Yeah, man. He's he's, he's probably like what that Texas as as you get. Oh, I know it, man. Yeah, those guys, man. It's it's they they have decided at day one, like, hey, this is what it's going to be for me, Texas right. country, and 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 I have no no qualms about that, and and that's something that that. I learned kind of just through experience through four or five years living in, living in Texas that I was like, you know what? I love this scene, but you know, I'm just going to try my hand in Nashville. Yeah, exactly. And I got to be me. And, and so I just want to try my hand in Nashville and see what happens. And it, it was a good thing too, because the last thing that I would ever want to do to a, te- to a Texas country music listener is confuse them because sure. they hate being confused you know right. just ask them how they feel about pat green you know right. <laughs> you know but it is what it is i think i think they've mended those ties you now <laughs> but it's one of those things that like you'd rather you'd rather go to nashville early than uh when you've already kind of gone up sure. and made yourself a name in texas but I, um i look at him i he, he played here and we tried to awesome. get him in for like two years and yeah. uh, um he came through and it was uh it, Super humble, super. He's a gentleman. His oh, whole man. camp is a gentleman. I, yes, I just, I've learned through the Stephanie Quails of the world that you're only as good as the people that are around you. Absolutely. Like every guy in that band, when you would say something to him, he would like if he introduced himself, he they tip their hat like super, super yep. like uh, manners. Well, what what Maybe you know? What it's it what they say from the top down. Yeah. You know, and and I think, I think leadership is really important, especially. Especially in bands, and, and we were just Absolutely. talking about this before before we started recording. You know, it's like you you you've really got to be careful. You know who it is that you bring out, and 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 leadership is sure. plays a huge part in that because you are who you hire. You yeah, know? and you yeah. And, and who you hire is who you are, and it's it's just an extension of yourself. Absolutely. So it's really really important to bring bring good dudes out on the road with you because agree. <laughs> it's so important. Oklahoma. Yep. Sooner Texas. I'm a Nebraska fan, so dude. I, I, I used to All play right, in the I've Big got 12. I've got kind of a worn spot there. You know, they were with the Big Twelve, yeah. and, well, we but, but I get it. I get we it. We needed more competition. I so we went to the Big Ten. <laughs> That's Shit. what I say. That's what I say. That's what I say. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I think uh, we have we have a whole new program there. So I'm excited because yeah. we got Scott Frost. Yeah. Oh, dude, y'all yeah. are doing a lot of moving and shaking. Yeah, I hope they do well. I, I think they're they're, I they're to, on their way. I was a Longhorns fan when. Um, uh, uh, Ricky Williams was there. Oh, and good um, Lord, some good days, dude. Uh, <laughs> the quarterback. See, I'm drawing a total blank right now. Michael Vick? No, not Michael Vick. Oh, um, uh, won dude. the national championship for yes. him. Yes. Um, uh, uh, golly, Vaughn. Uh, Vince Vaughn in it? No, that's no. an actor. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but. I, <laughs> I always go. I always go back to that because I liked him then, and I uh, the guy name? that really got me into Nebraska. I know it's going to drive us nuts. Yeah, you you can you look keep it up. talking. And I'm going to look it up because it's going to drive me crazy. Um, he single handedly beat USC in the national championship. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I was know. I was at the Mandalay Bay watching the game wearing a Texas jersey. I bet on the game. I was like one of the only ones that went and cashed out my ticket when the game was over because I took him on the money line. Oh, I paid like twelve hundred plus twelve hundred. I like I made some, I bet a hundred bucks on. I walked with some cash. I feel like an idiot not knowing his name. What is his name? I got Colt McCoy. I see that. 
see that. Colt who? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd he go? Just, just turn into football No, nah, but that, yeah, I remember watching that uh, yeah, from my house time. in Texas. And that guy, he just, uh, it was that last play. It, was, it came down it was to from that. halftime to then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Half-time line, and it came down. down to that last play, and they yeah. were down by, God, I think, I think it was like three. Three touchdowns or something yes. like. I mean, it was it was crazy. You didn't find him yet. Great. I still Texas can't quarterback. Find History long quarterback. Okay. All time ten quarterback. It's a V because we both went there. It is a V. I know it is. I said Vic, but I don't think that's it. No, it's not Vic. It's gonna drive me crazy. Dude, don't make me go get Google. Dumb. Why can't you help me out here? Dum 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 Come on. No. Dude, Cody, when you do this, just cut all this out. Vince Young. Vince Young. We Vince, were close. Young. Vince Young. Oh, Vaughn Young. That's close. Vaughn Young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vince Young. Oh, dude, yeah. But I remember that last play, and he took it all on his shoulders, yeah. man. Yeah, and, whole... yeah, he had a great team, and he had a great offensive line. But, man, when he just took it, tucked it, and then ran in, yeah. it was just like, nobody can stop this guy. No. Yeah, it's incredible. Anyway, so you were a Longhorns fan for a hot uh, second. Just because of Ricky Williams, and I really like sure. him, too. And I hate USC, so I'll root against <laughs> I'll, I'll take Dude, on. you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like Ohio State. I can't root for them either. Ugh, just yeah. not, a, not a fan. But. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so you go Oklahoma, Texas, and then you go to Nashville. What's the first thing you did in Nashville? Oh, dude. So, man, it's kind of like that old uh, Jason Aldean song, you know. Uh, you know, it's just you, you, you get off the bus and you kick off the where you come from dust, you right. know. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that it, it's like starting over, man. Literally. I mean, you might as well. I mean, yeah, maybe I had a hair bit of clout, but you know, it's it means nothing. Sure. And so you're 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 starting at the bottom. And so the first thing that I did is I hit a writer's night, and and just you know, hey, I'm gonna just see what I got, you know. Right. So I started playing some songs that I had written back in Texas, and I you know recorded an EP and whatever. And you know, I thought they were here, but I quickly found out that <laughs> they were nowhere near there. No, 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 no. That 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 a great song in Nashville, you know, is just. I mean, some of the best songwriters in the world live in Nashville. Sure. And you find out really fast when you're when you're sitting there playing a song at a writer's night, you know, what your what your song's worth. But but it was great because I came out of it uh I had a friend in the audience who basically just spilled the beans, man. He just gave, let me have it. Right. Which was great. Right. And it was a grow or go I'm moment, right. you know? And so I decided to grow and and not pack up and leave and so i just kept i kept writing and kept um kept meeting you know and making new friends and 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 you know it's just all these lateral moves and just one rung at a time and before you know it years have passed and you've really found your core group of people right and that's the most important thing and that's that's what's happened you know i'm starting to find those people that believe in what you're doing i kind of the analogy that i always use is kind of like a pool and you've jumped in your own pool a long time ago because you believe in what you're doing. Like right. you believed in Stonies, you know, or Country AF, you know, right. and all these things. So you jumped in your pool, but that doesn't mean everybody else jumps in your pool. Sure, absolutely not. So everybody's standing around the edge, going, "Hey, man, see Toad? He jumped in the pool. Well, looks looks all right. Looks all right. Hey, oh my God, did you just see Joe? Joe jumped in Toad's pool. And then before you know it, 
you've got three or four, and then four right. becomes eight, eight becomes 16. And before you know it, everybody's like, Psh, Toad's the dude, man. Hey, if you want to play in Vegas, you want to play country bar in Vegas and see some hell some line dancing and have a great time, you go to Stoney's and you yeah. make a name for yourself. But it didn't happen. You know, with, on not its own, it, no. yeah, over, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so you know, people jumped in your pool, and and that's kind of what's happening. You know, just people are starting to see what I'm doing, and and um, yeah, and and it's starting to all come to fruition. But but we it takes fun. a hell of a lot of stick to itiveness and and hard work, and most of all, having fun. Yeah, that's yeah. that's an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, so it's it's been great, and like back in January, um. You know, uh, I've I've had the privilege of of being able to to have residencies at some of the best bars in Nashville now, um, at Dirk's Bentley's place on Whiskey Row, yeah. and then uh, out at uh, Luke Bryan's place and and Jason Aldean's place, and it's just crazy, man. I've been playing down there, you know, just three and a half four hour sets for for passerbys and country music lovers for the past you know eight months, and. It's been incredible. And, you know, like they talk about, you know, doing the grind and cutting your teeth. I mean, there's no better grind and cutting your teeth than sitting in a bar in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, uh, playing a three and a half, four hour set, man. But I I love it, man. And you're right. You got to love what you do. You have to, or it becomes uh, a job. It becomes work. Yeah. I don't don't like work. I enjoy what I do. I have my frustrating moments, but the end of the day, it's kind of like it doesn't get any better. We were in, when we were just in Nashville a couple weeks ago, we kind of like looked at each other me and chris were like Dude, this is we're, this is what we do yeah. and we enjoy it and it's fun it's a it's blessed awesome. life that's for sure yeah took me a long time to get here but it'll work <laughs> well, well right but but i mean like that that's just for anything you know sure. i mean like you know i went to college for about two and a half years and then i said you know what i'm gonna do music yeah and even if i'd have stuck with college i mean think about it i would not hit my pinnacle of you know raises and and salaries and 401K and, and, and and 401ks <laughs> and the nice you know awesome secure job yeah. you know until you know you're well into your 30s you know right. if if not a little later so i mean like to be peaking in a music career in in my in you know at 31 years old to be coming up you know and open and knocking on the door sure to, to some really great opportunities, I feel pretty good about that. You know? What's the, what's the goal? I mean, do you do you want to? Are you looking to get? Do you signed really want to know major? my goal? I, I wouldn't. You want to? Here's my dream, my dream, and I'm I'm just gonna put it out there, and people can call me crazy because I'm sure they call Steve Jobs crazy. Sure. But I want to be Entertainer of the Year. Yeah. That's what I want. Nothing wrong with that. Man. I want to be Entertainer of the Year. Dude, I'm gonna tell you a little story real quick. We um we wanted wanted to always just be like seen uh and recognized sure. in, in the country world and um we just got nominated for ACM nightclub of the year dude i saw that dude so we congratulations thanks we didn't <laughs> we didn't win but for me just getting the nod is huge oh, i mean it's huge so i know we've been around 11 years but only the last two and a half to three years chris and i have really focused on this friday emerging artists nashville yeah. and um i mean to get it that for me, like I said, it's it's just a it's that's a huge thing, and to get tied oh, yeah. in with the ACMs, and we went and we went we just here we went and met with uh, the CMA people, and it's kind of like we're looking at TV stuff, and we're looking at more clubs, and we're looking at all these different things, and we so sit back, awesome. and it's like um, to be able to do what we do, and to be able to grow, and we do it. I believe we do it for the right reason because I can mm-hmm. look at a Russell Dickerson and go, you know what? Truth be told, my feeling is that him playing in Vegas and him getting to where he was in Vegas, we played a part in it. We don't we, love that. I think we and we we won't take all the notoriety, but we'll we'll take a a part of it. Like sure, we believe as you in should. Him. 
we we believed in them three and a half years ago, three years ago before before anyone else did in this market. That's for sure. And so it's kind of yeah. like I always tell a band when they come in here when it's their first time, dude. Like, um, do what you do, have a good time, yeah. and it'll show. And if you oh, come yeah. back again, it'll grow. And like uh, yep. the Carter winners of the world, the uh, Austin Burks of the world. Um, Love Kane, Austin. He's a good Kane, dude. Kane Brown played here uh, three new, uh, three New Year's Eves ago. Jeez. First time he's ever been on the West Coast. Now, I mean, um, <laughs> you, we couldn't throw anything at him to get him to come back. Like, there's like, like, but from that, he got a new tour manager, a new guitar player, and we got a phone call on a Sunday, and they knew they were West Coast, and they wanted to like rehearse with this with their new group of people. Nice. I came down here on a Sunday, opened the doors, and they played here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just during the day while people in the office work and just and that's great that's what we do absolutely yeah i mean and that's what it's all about man you know it, 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 silos and 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 an island and being on your own island i mean come on you, you extending those boundaries and and opening up what you do you know to to the rest of the industry and and just great people like yourself and 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 even other artists like you mentioned austin burke you yeah. know him and i've written together he's a great dude i love that guy he's really really solid dude he'll be here in a, in a couple of weeks yeah. for our um for that uh show yeah, yeah with love and theft show. or whatever yeah, love and theft drew yeah. aldridge austin burke tony jackson you know stevie moss that's a great that's a great line i don't know stevie moss yeah, well fuck mm-hmm. him anyway you don't have to know him <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you're so right, man. It's it's uh no really fuck Stevie it's, it's a scra- <laughs> I'm over here. Uh, uh, well, but you know you know <laughs> no fuck Stevie. Yeah, good. That's all I, I'm just gonna dude. <laughs> Chris Bullard, fuck Stevie. Uh, that was not that was not quoted. <laughs> no, <Nah>, but <laughs> no, nah, but you're you're so right, man. It's like it's an industry of of um of bolstering people up on your shoulders sure. and 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 and. What you said a minute ago about Russell Dickerson and you know uh, feeling like you have a, a part, even though it's a small part or a sure. big part, it doesn't matter. The, the fact of the matter is that like what here's how I felt about coming out and playing Stonies. When I got word that that was going to happen, that was like royalty to me. Good. No, seriously, no, seriously, that that I was going to, and this was my first thought. I'm, and 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 I told my girl I was like, do you understand? I'm going to get to post about this, you know, just yeah. for the gram and everything else. Like I'm playing Stonies. Like cool. to me, it's such a, it's, it's, it's every bit of like, you know, if anybody in Nashville is listening, please don't take this the wrong way. But to me, it's every bit as great as like one day playing the Opry or something, uh, you know, because it's like, wow. Play. No. And I mean that because like when you, when you become a part of someone's career and, and helping bolstering them up, and 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 using uh, the eleven years of experience, building an audience, building a solid core foundation, right. a name for yourself, and then you allow emerging artists to come in and build, you know, with and, and partner with that. Yeah. That dude, that's huge. That's huge. And there's, unfortunately, you know, I'll just say this: I wish that there was a lot more that thought like y'all did about that same sure. thing. You know, it's, it's funny because the people that like uh meeting ed from joe's sure having an understanding that we aren't uh, a, a corporate style place right. um we're not one of these places that's just i mean the end of the day we have to make money well absolutely but in getting there we just take a different mindset towards it and we look at things like hey man if we could take a chance with this person i yep. mean i mean our our goal with certain things is like we want to help them grow and yep. if they can come back and remember that i can tell you that uh austin um since we're t- talking about him, I find him on Spotify. Yeah, 
year and a half ago. Yeah. And we brought him in. Same way brought you in. Just yeah. just kind of like one of these things. Well, he's starting to blow up again. So yeah. uh, he played here again. So the second time we played here, we did something where we did this meet and greet before, an acoustic thing. And then we everyone that won got dinner and got to eat nice. with Austin. It was like this, this kind of like cool thing. And it's something that we're getting into again that we want to yeah. do. And it's super fun and it works. And it, it's it's a I call it organic because you can't pay for that. You just can't. Nope. I mean, some people, yeah, you can you can pay for this VIP package, but the, we do it for the right reasons. We don't charge the people for it. Right. We, we take the brunt of the catering. We're doing it anyway. Our, our buddy downstairs, mm-hmm. Chris is just kicking ass with, there's too many Chris's here. He's kicking <laughs> ass with like the food stuff and the, the stuff that you guys had for dinner. Oh, he, it was delicious. He does the same thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like, so now it's, uh, I ran into Austin when, um, just this past, uh, trip to Nashville. And, um, he opened the door to, to us in a sense, Chris, the owner of the place, his daughter got, um, um, an internship at William Morris and stayed at wow. stayed with Austin. Oh, place man. Him. So it's kind of like... So ooh, see how that works? Dude, man, it, it's, it's the just, only way it works. God, I love But that. His, his thing is like, he's like, dude, I know that he's one of those guys that has the focus. And when he gets to where he gets yep. and he gets to the place where he wants to be, he's, his, his words to me were, dude, I, I can't wait to come back and repay you. Heck yeah. So it's kind of like... Dude, that's what it's about, man. Sure. That's what it's about. And, 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 and honestly, that's kind of the joy that, that, that I find in like, as you, as you make your way up this, this ladder in country music, you know, it's, it's the fact that like, you don't forget where you come from. Right. And you don't forget who helped you get there, you know, and to, to come back and, and to, you know, all smiles and handshakes and, 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 you know, <laughs> back slaps and, and tequila shots and, sure. and going, you know, having those conversations. Dude, you remember when? You remember when you came so, in here? So like, you know, just having that moment alone to it, me is, is worth it's it, it's, it's, yeah, it's in. Yeah, I'm you're getting, getting chills. Yeah, okay, and absolutely. Because the reason, the reason that's what it's about, man. There are other people that think like that. Not all of them, but like with Russell. Yeah. Uh, the first time he sold the place out, I stopped his show. I stopped it <laughs> and walked out there, and he's like, and I'm like, dude, I got to talk to you for a sec, like that. And he's like, what? And I'm like, dude, we we did it. He's like, what? And I said, we fucking did it, dude. We sold this place out. The second time, Bro. he was like two, three songs in, and uh, um, our head of security walks up to me and goes, uh, Toad, we're, we, we have a problem. I go, what's the problem? He's like, dude, I'm at capacity. There's another 200 people outside. <laughs> and I'm like, as they go out, let them in. And then I walked right over to Russell bro. in the middle of the set. And I said, bro, we got a problem. <laughs> but I took his wife the first time. She's Kaylee's on, on the stage. I'm like, come with me. She's like, but I said, I promise you, come with me. And we went out the side door, and the line was background to H&M and she's like Jesus Christ she went running up there with me and I was like I mean but that's what it's all about because we set that goal and and the goal was is that like I took it personal in a sense I don't he's probably the only artist I've really jumped in and went this is what we're going to do and I wanted to see if it worked absolutely and it it did and it's kind of like we brought him (laughs) back we pumped the shit out of him in our club we played his music we 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 would would put it online we didn't have country af then but we put sure. it online and we would put his singles we put stuff i built stories out of him playing here you'll have a um, photographer here tonight that takes some badass shots and dude i've seen him he's badass. so good we have two guys gian who's now our ops manager used to be our photographer but he's been in the business for 15 20 years so he's turned this place around in that sense and then we brought in this guy tom that takes photos and the shots that he gets They're brilliant just, i sit back and i'm like fuck man like <laughs> I believe all our pieces are together, and yeah. we're building and we're growing. But um, um, enough about Stonies. I want to know, like, when you <laughs> when you write, 
when you sit down to write, like, where, where does is it? Do you have this certain pattern that you follow of of an idea? Do you mm-hmm. write about certain things? Like a, lo- a lot of people write about um, things that have happened in their life. Some yeah. of them about um, maybe the emotional side, maybe the personal side. And I mean, like, where do you find like most of your inspiration comes from? I write what I know. I typically find that when I'm when I'm writing from that place, um, it's going to be as genuine as it can be because it's me. Yeah. Um, and so. 24-7-365, I've got an iPhone note that's just ongoing, just hook after hook after idea cool. after idea. And and it could come just really simple, just out of life. You know, you're you're having conversations like we're having or, you know, or you're driving down the road and you're having a conversation with your lady, and, you know, and it's just like something comes up and comes out and you're just like, man, that would be a really great line, you know. Yeah. And then and then you get in the writer's room and you just start, you know, throwing that stuff on the table and and then something gains traction and then everybody's like in on it, you know. Um, do you have yeah. a group that you write with on a regular I basis? I do. I've got, um, I've got a few different guys. Uh, like I said earlier, me and Austin have written together um, and uh, I really like uh, writing with three three people, uh, so me and two other people, um, man, you can just it's 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 like logs on the fire, you know. Right. When when two guys, it's getting dim, you know. The other guy will throw a log on, and I mean, it's just man, the energy that you get. Um, I mean, you can crank out a, a great song in anywhere between three and a half to five or six hours, you know, in right. a little block there. Well, how about the hits coming fifteen minutes? What's up with that, dude? Okay, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stories like that, and 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 honestly, they're they're true. Uh, you know, because one 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 really great songwriter told me one time. He said, "You got to make stup like stupid sound smart, or smart sound stupid." That's what it was. Got to make smart sound stupid. Yeah, yeah. And so if Body you just like a back road. It, <laughs> but the crazy thing is, bro, you play that like yeah. if we played that tonight, people would lose their shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's 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 an easy song, great metaphor, yeah. and it's just like, man, okay, and the great melody, it's singer song, you know, friendly, everybody can sing along. You to listen it. to that album, the, um, uh, uh, um, not be- not that one, but the uh, behind be behind the pines or whatever. Yeah, his um, acoustic, the line. acoustic one, dude, dude, yeah, the shit that's on there, like, and yeah. as stupid as it sounds, like that song, vacation. Oh, it's yeah. just the same line over and over again. Me and my girl were driving to uh, San Diego. Yeah, it's like a fucking theme song. I sit oh, back yeah. and I'm like, dude. I don't want to say I didn't like Sam Hunt. Well, yeah. But when I listened to that, I was like, fuck, this dude can write. Well, the crazy thing is, you know, a lot of folks, and especially today in 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 the industry is you've got a lot of um a lot of preconceived notions about certain artists. Sure. And, you know, as as country music has shifted and changed a little here and there, <laughs> if not a lot, um, you know, you've got a lot of bro country, a lot more pop country and things like that. But the reality is is that like uh, William Michael Montgomery. Yep. Um, um, what's what? What was his big hit? Um, Old or hold on? No, no, no. Uh, uh, I mean, um, the Morgan. The, yeah, yeah, Michael Morgan. Yeah, right. He uh, had that song. Um, uh, Tilt the world. What was the name of that song? Oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I know you're talking, but but got a super country song. Yes, Sam Hunt wrote that. Yes, he did. And it's just crazy. I like the original better. How funny is that? Dude, it's nuts. Like, well, it's always kind of like that, especially when you go to Nashville and you go like the Bluebird or something and yeah. you hear like the actual songwriter sing it. <laughs> Their <laughs> version is like heads over like heels. Yes. I mean, it's just like, dang, that is so good. But, so I used to always ask after I asked the writing pr- process, I asked the question of uh, like who gets 
like how do you know who gets the song? But before you before you answer that for yourself, um, CJ Solar. Do you, do you yeah. Know oh, him? dude, CJ's. I love CJ. Love him. But Up down, man, there, dude. So I sit back. Morgan Wallen's played here a, cu- a couple times. Yeah. The first time CJ met Morgan was here. They, CJ opened for him, and he's like, dude, you know I wrote up down, right? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, but I've never met Morgan. I said, shut the fuck up. You're going to do it here? So for me, I was like, dude, that's epic. They're always oh, going to have uh, that story. Yeah. I met this guy. Where'd you guys meet? Stonies. Uh, hell yeah. So um, when we were just in Nashville, we love CJ. He's fucking cool ass dude. We're ha- hanging yeah. out with him. He's playing at the Wild Horse. He's got this little gig over there, so we go and watch him. Nice. So he goes. He tells everyone that he's going to play up down, and I went. Oh, now I know why he gave it away. Because it's just not his sound. It's like, <laughs> CJ, I'm sorry, I love you, but I understand it now. Yeah. Before, before that was like, it's kind of like I'd always say, me, you, and someone else write a song. Yep. Who gets it? How do you know who gets it? But then there's that time when you have to you have to take the humble road and you have to sit back. And when I heard him singing, I was like, this. After knowing what kind of music he writes, how he sings, how he plays, I'm like. I understand how you could write it, but yep. it's just not your bag, man. Yeah, and 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 that was just a great call on CJ's part. I mean, yeah. just having the self awareness to know, like, yeah, I mean, this is it's a great song, freaking yeah. great song, dude. I, but and, and when it's, Morgan it's takes hook. it, it's the fucking hook. Oh, and it's so hooky. And Morgan, you know, he's got this special thing that that he's doing, and Wang. to partner up with FGL on that yeah. on that track was just like, I mean, crazy awesome. Yeah. And I think it just it just fits that whole that whole that crew. Pouring gas on the fire when you it put those really, guys. It really it really is. But you know, it's like uh with Sam Hunt and Cop Car. You yeah. know, Keith Urban's Cop Car. Great song. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and honestly, um you know, and, and I love Keith Urban. I've been a fan of Keith Urban since Golden Road. You you you, you cover one of his songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were playing it in Soundcheck. I mean, yeah, and we'll probably play it the night if the moment hits us right. It's just one of those anyways. But, you know, uh Sam Hunt writes Cop Car. And and no offense to Keith Urban, but I like, you know, Sam Hunt's better. But for Sam to like, you know, say, Okay, well, Keith wants this, okay, we'll give it to Keith, you know. Right. That's a huge thing. And it's not easy. It's not and I know it's not easy. I, I, I but, can only imagine. But you listen, dude, he has Billy Currenton on there. Um that oh, took, yeah. took one of his you just sit back and go, What the hell? Yeah. I, I watched um an interview with um Sam Hunt. And I forget the guy that interviewed him, but I hate his interviews because he's literally doing this the whole time. And there's a teleprompter there. So I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like, that's not what it's about. For me, it's whatever. So yeah. I learned more about Sam Hunt that night, that where he came from. And uh, he, I think he played Alabama football. Yeah. And um, he grew up in this urban thing. So when I first heard of him and I first heard um, um, it wasn't Body Like a Back or the song before that was... Um, House party, house party. Yeah, I'm like it's a fucking country, and I'd be like, dude, fuck, yeah. man, I ain't listen to that shit. Yeah, but then I listened to that album, and then I watched that interview, and yep. I was like, dude, and you talked about the preconceived notion of what the what the dude is. He in his thing, he's like, I moved to Nashville, and the first producer I met understood that that he came from a hip hop and, and urban kind of R and B. Yeah, and it's still with him today. And I'm yeah. like, that's the raddest thing in the world because here's Sam Hunt that gets to do what he wants to do. Someone believes in him, he gets huge. But I just heard a story. Not too long ago, about um, Downtown's Dead, that it just didn't do. Like he was so scared to put it out because yeah. he didn't think it was going to do what he thought right. it was going to do, and they made all this hype about it. I listened to the song and I'm like, man, he just. I almost felt like he stepped away from from what he was doing. Sure. Before and right. I don't. I, I don't know anything about the songwriting in that, sure. that particular song, but I go back to Behind the Pines. I, I believe that's what it's called that album, and I just yeah. I can listen to things. Over and over. And oh over yeah. Again. Over. Well, and and yeah. I mean, it's it's 
Yeah, there's a lot of ebbing and flowing and changing in the industry. Sure. But, but 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 I love what you said that you watched an interview, you got to know him a little better. Absolutely. And you realize that he's just doing what he knows and what he he's loves. writing, what he loves yeah. and what he knows. And 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 let's be honest, Toad. I mean, when I was when I was rolling around in in in. Uh, back back home in Oklahoma, and you know, and I had a whole, I had like that CD visor, you yeah. know, that was yeah. So what? Yeah, and most of them were all burnt CDs, you right. know. So to to to, to say that probably fifty to sixty, if not seventy percent of the tracks that were on that CD were weren't hip hop, oh, or yeah, no, they were but not I'm, country. <laughs> yeah, weren't country would be crazy sure. because you had this whole eclectic mix, and honestly. Uh, you know, with with burnt CDs and and even singles becoming so hot, and not so much albums, it's it's really developed this whole new like look at at just country music genre in general. Because now people like me that that were rolling around with a burnt CD, honestly, my style is just like, yeah, yeah. dude, I had the ACDC on there, and then I would. Keith Urban, boom. Sure. There's some Keith Urban, boom. Here's some Brooks and Dunn. Shit, let's throw it back to some Merle. I mean, all the way to Willie Nelson. I mean, just all the greats, you know? And then, boom. Now you're listening to Usher. Now you're listening to Ludacris sure. or, you know, or Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this stuff, like, you know, kind of like leaks in. Dude, it's inspiration to the music. for everything. It yeah. is. And when you hear somebody like Sam Hunt talk about where he's from, and you start appreciating where he's from, where he came from, yeah. what kind of person he is. Then you're like, Damn, all right, that one dang up. it. Well, <laughs> let me listen to House Party again. And then you get it. You're like, oh, man. It makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I I would like to think that, like, when Merle and Hank Williams Jr. and even Johnny Cash, to a degree, were, were, were starting this new trying to carve out this new outlaw country kind of thing, you know, right. and Willie Nelson and, and Chris Christopherson and all these boys were out on the road together. I mean, it was like, it was the big road show, the outlaw country road show. When they were out on the road together, it, they were making waves in country that nobody was making. Sure. And I'm sure at that time people were like, Psh, ain't going to happen. That, that ain't country. That, yeah. that ain't country. That ain't going to happen. So, you know, and then even like eighties and nineties country, nineties country is still some of my favorite country to listen to, you know, from Chattahoochee, nah, you know, Oh dude, I can listen to some AJ all friggin' day long. I don't like him live. Oh, I can listen to I, him. Not you know, a fan live. yeah. Um, I get bored. I think that's what it is. Yeah. When it comes to a, a live show, I'm more of a Brooks and Dunn kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they are just, friggin' entertainers, you know, and Garth. I mean, psh, come on. Yeah. I can't, cannot be a Garth fan and be from Oklahoma, you know, so right. it's just one of those I things. Saw, I saw him, um, his big tour back in the day, late 90s, I think it was, maybe early oh, 2000s. Dude. And, um, when the river and all those things were big. I mean, it was, it was pretty badass. I don't know. I watched him on the, um, CMA Fest okay. last year, I, th I think it was. He, he, uh -huh. he, he popped out for it. It was pretty cool. Like, to watch him just, disappear for a while and come back yeah. and still have it it's pretty awesome yeah, and what an what an honorable thing too you know because uh, you know the story is that you know his daughters or his kids were in school and he wanted to be there for him he right. didn't want to be out on the road and he did the vegas thing yeah but i mean come on i mean the dude was flying out 
and then flying back home. He was in bed, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably having dinner with his wife and kids, you know, before he could even blink. But uh, yeah, man, and and yeah, and to come out of all that and and just to be killing it, still, still have it, yeah. still, have it still killing it. Yeah, it's a lot to look up to. I mean, he was he was the first CD that I ever owned. Um, yeah. It just tears for fears. Tears. <laughs> No joke. <laughs> oh, dude, Tears for Fears. Uh, uh, everybody wants to rule, rule the, the world. world. Dude, yeah. I love that song. I walked to Kmart and bought it. I'm old, <laughs> so I literally I walked to Kmart. I, 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 re- I remember the, yeah, anyway. Um, as music went from 8-track to tape, to CD to MP3. Yeah. Like today, where do you do you do you want to do full albums? Do you want to do singles? Do you? I mean, it's a tough question because there's. I've I've talked to multiple artists and and the answers that I get are are all over the place because you're like, what's the best one? Like, where do you go with it? You do know, you wait? Do you do you release them one at a time? Do you? I think it depends on where you are in your career. Yeah. And if you have self awareness to know where you're at. Then you realize where, how the market can best um, suit your career. And right now, like let's just take let's just take my career for instance. Um, you know, if people were to get on Spotify right now, you know, it'd be something like, you know, two hundred monthly listeners. Yes, that's right, everybody. I said two hundred <laughs> monthly listeners, and I'm playing at Stoney's. This is a dream come true. Yeah, but you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Um, if Spotify is listening, come on, please add my song. You know, dude, but we'll, it, we'll, you know, we'll call John. Right what, after yeah, this. I'll do. <laughs> get, get Mark's on the phone, baby. Have you met but, him? Yeah, um, I've never met the guy. Never but met I've him. heard. I've heard great things. I've heard um, great things. But anyways, let's stop for that one second. Yeah. Uh, Russell played here. He was having his his C- CD release party uh, at the Exit Inn in Nashville, like two weeks later. Yeah. Uh, when he left here, everyone in his camp, Kaylee himself, looked at me and said, you won't be there. You won't. And someone tells me you won't. I kind of like, man, go fuck yourself. Hell yeah. And, and I show up. So Dude. my girlfriend and I showed up um, and we're upstairs and your Florida Georgia Lion guys are there. Uh, Tom Stratt was there. Nice. This guy with his beard comes walking up and he's introducing himself <laughs> to the people that he doesn't know. And it's John Marks. And he goes, hey, yep. John Marks, uh, Spotify. Yeah. I go, hey, Toad, Stoney. So he goes, I know you. And I went, I know you. I go, wait, wait, hold on. And he goes, how the fuck did you get 700 people to come out and see Russell the first time he played? And I went, well, I said, the better question would be, this song hasn't even hit radio yet, but we sold out the last two shows he played. That's the better Dude. question. So it was kind of like, Bro. for me, it was like, fuck, he knows who I am. I know who he is because, like, I... I can tell you that on Country AF Radio from 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, all I play is new music. You won't hear anything that's on radio or that's right. older. I mean, I'm introducing people to music that that's our goal here. It's sure. Like, I want nothing but new music. I want right. people, because when I go listen to New Boots or Wild Country or anything like that, I sure. get to hear some new stuff. And he, his, I love it because he's growing. And then, oh, yeah. But I'll take the one song that he gives me, like, Adam Doliak, and then I'll go dig sure. deeper into his shit, and I'll find, like, three or four other songs. I'm nice. Like, Dude, people need to know this yeah. because it's rad. But yeah. the Spotify playlist, I know what it did to Austin. It, I mean, he's I mean, he's barely getting to radio right now, and he's fucking killing it. And killing it's, it on Spotify. I mean, yeah. I look at that stuff, and, um, you know, all the artists that come through here, I mean, it's very rare that we get someone that's uh, upper echelon of anything sure. unless it's, a you know, some sort of partnership that we did with somebody like the last time you were here. Right. Um I don't think Midland's been back since because I don't think we can afford them. Yeah, they exploded. Yeah, they blew up. But, <laughs> I mean, I go back to that whole, like, where do you progress from there? And, like, like, like your singles versus your albums. So you were, you, were, you were going into that. Well, first of all, 
let me just say <clears throat> how cool that was that you showed up to that show for yeah, Russell. That's absolutely. badass, by the way. That's what we do. And how insurmountable that is to Russell's career that that you showed up. Yeah, y'all helped him sell out and 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 you got to have great music. It all starts with a great song, sure. you know. It's got that's that's unspoken truth. But the fact of the matter is is that partnering with you guys and then selling out the shows all led to them making a remark, "Oh, you won't show up to the release party." Yeah. You fucking show up in Nashville. Okay, in Nashville, <laughs> friggin' Tennessee, and then boom, you run into John Marks who curates all these playlists on yep. Spotify. And then he's asking you questions. Oh, how do we know each other? And then all of a sudden you're talking about Russell Dick Dickerson. And then guess what? Russell and John are like thick yeah. as thieves. Yeah. And and what Spotify is doing for Russell's career is just so huge. huge. So, I mean, bro, come on. Let me just stop everything and just say congratulations. I mean, that was a that's a huge. It was, dude. I like. I mean, that's it. serendipity at its best, man. It is because yeah. like I followed this dude anyway because what he was doing for the careers of the same artists that we were bringing absolutely. Through here. And so it's kind of. Like, I love it, man. So I can I can it's tell like you the like, story behind the stories. It man. is. I mean, this it's going so both good. Ways. I just started a playlist on um on Spotify, and what what I want to do with it is something simple to that. Uh, sure. Similar to to that, I give like the stuff I play from twelve to three. I want to build this stage on there nice. and kind of do the same thing where I can introduce people because my background came from music um, my goal 20 years ago was to um, I wanted to help a band get signed I did it two um, one of them's huge one of them got signed by RCA and then got dropped um, the next thing is I wanted to be printed in Rolling Stone I wanted to be printed in Billboard and then I was like I'm good. Nice. I got all of them, and I just I walked. And then coming dude. back into this three and a half years ago, being able or three three years ago, being able to look and go, dude, I get to do this again and help. And <laughs> now for me, it's about like I want to take that artist that Russell Dickerson got number one song. Yeah. Um, and I sit back and I'm like, I I truly feel I'm not the reason, but I truly feel that I I, I had out of the 52 cards, I had one of the cards in that, like literally, absolutely. And did. so. If not two or three, nah, I mean, I'm just gonna go with one. I feel good, and it's probably like an eight. It won't even be like a king oh. or an ace or anything. But I mean, but the attitude towards it is like I still get to do what I love to do, and like I get to watch people. Like literally, we weren't doing this with Russell before. You know, what I was doing before was like videotaping him singing every little thing because that's I didn't so want to hear yours anymore. I wanted to hear all the other songs and so great. Put that stuff out there, and that's kind of like that's where I, I sit back and I know that that his singles, and I think that's what did it for me. Because I've always been that way. Is I go through and I I don't want to hear just the one that everyone's listening right. to. I want to hear the other stuff. You want to get the depth on the, so on the person. When right. I ask the question, if you're going singles or you just want to keep re releasing, well, it's like this. Like I said, self awareness is a huge thing, um, and knowing where the market's at and how that can benefit your career is a huge thing. Um, so I'll just put it like this: I I released a record uh, a year and a half ago, and it was a full full length. Um, eleven songs, and it was a it it was it was it was great in the sense that I released something, but at the same time, I I at I at that at that moment in my career did not realize that okay I'm releasing eleven I'm releasing an eleven course meal for people that have literally never ate at my restaurant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because analogy, I've written, analogy. you know, I've written in Nashville for, you know, 5 years and now uh, well, at that time about four and a half, and 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 now 6, but at the time I was like, okay, I think that I've really got some really great material here. And there's a lot of great songs on there. But, you know, at the same time, 
they, it could have benefited me just as much to have released maybe like three singles and then maybe done like a four or five pack EP kind of thing. Sure. And then the rest of the stuff, you know, just maybe save for later or honestly never release at all, you know, and or at least until maybe you build an audience and then you you create that monster to right. feed because that's the whole deal. At the end of the day. You got to create that animal. So releasing a sing- single, giving people a flavor, a little bit of a taste, and and then you know, hopefully, if the single's strong enough, you can make moves with that song, sure, and and try to get it on you know different playlists and things like that. And hell, like, <laughs> um, I w- I was out on Facebook hunting down because you can find out who curates these playlists. I was messaging, and I still do it. Message these people that had that have the playlist, and I'm like, listen. I'm just going to be blunt with you, going to be honest with you. Look, here's my stuff. If you like it, great. And they're so honest and they're so nice. They're just sure. normal blowjoes that started a playlist long back when Spotify started. Right. And then all of a sudden they look down and they're like, oh, wow, I got like 10,000 people following this playlist. This is crazy. Right. Yeah. And so they added a couple of my songs from my last record. But all that to say, I could have just released those two songs. And been fine. And been fine. And, you know, you wouldn't have been, you know, in, in the hole a little bit on doing a whole full record, Dope. you know what I'm saying? Dope. Exactly. And then it comes down to the cash, which right. which now brings us to you know the singles that people are hearing now from me. Um, I recorded everything, yeah. so all the instrumentation, everything, I, I recorded it all. Why do you um, do that? Are you are you a, are you a control freak? Uh, no, it's not that I'm a control freak. It's just I just like to get shit done. Sure. Right. And you don't do it yourself. I ain't gonna get done. Well, and see, you know, I. I want to have other people in on what I'm doing, and and I'm bringing more and more people that I trust sure. to to have to have a, a mark and a hand on what I on what I'm doing. But it's only those that I trust, you know. But it's it's really hard to give away those little bits of control, especially in that room. But the next person, you know, producer wise or engineer wise, that I surrender a little bit of that control to, I mean, they better be like a you know. Uh, Jay Joyce or Dan Huff, you know, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, that that really can make can make a mark on what it is that I'm trying to create. Otherwise, sure. it's just kind of like, well, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hand at this, and it ain't doing too bad for me, you That's know. Good. And it's working, you know. Hey, Hunter Hayes, man, he recorded every every instrument on his on his first record, yeah, I, and I that hear, didn't that didn't do too bad. So he, uh, he's here next weekend. Oh, not, really? Not here, Stoney. Oh, okay. Oh, he's here in Vegas. Yeah, he's playing at the M. We're giving away <laughs> tickets. Um, nice. I've heard some. I've heard some great stories about about yeah. him and his his ability to write and and play. And I I learn a lot by sitting in this room with artists that you you. I mean, I think after the whole Sam Hunt thing for me, I kind of yeah. like it changed my mindset on a lot of things because you just assume unless you're a dick, then I'm just like fuck, I don't even care. <laughs> but this is kind of like in a sense of. Uh, Chris Bandy was here. I don't know if you know who that, who that is. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a guy that we went back for Aiba last year. Talked to some booking people and they brought these artists in to see us. He just came in with his guitar. He had his hair in a fucking bun, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck is this guy?" Then he plays this song, "Man Enough Now." And I'm like, "Holy shit, that's pretty good." So then we finally got him to come out here, like I don't know, maybe two months ago, nice. and he played here and uh, uh, he had just released two more songs on Spotify. Yeah, and um, um, he cut his hair, changed his whole look, and he just showed up. I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, sir- I cuss a lot. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Dude, what?" Hey, and he killed it, and I'm just like, "This is badass," nice. because. When I first met him, I look at him a certain way. I listen to a song, Man Enough Now, that killed it on Spotify. And now he's got two more singles. I got to play, he got to play here, and I got to see him here. And then we just went back to Nashville, had dinner with him our first night there. It's kind of like, those are, that's what this is about. You just keep yeah. writing your stuff, and, and 
I think with my humble opinion, I think that with Spotify's of the world and um, uh, the ability to put your music out as an MP3 and get it out there, oh, and, yeah. um, and just tell people about it, and then tour and play, and dude, you've got it made because uh, I consider Nashville and Broadway the same as Vegas. Oh, it's absolutely! Such it is. a transient town that you get so many people in front of you. That's so random and rare that you have no idea where your fans are coming from. They're coming from all over the place. Yeah. And and I that's told right. you this earlier. You know, I got a couple banners printed up, and you know, just sit them on the side stage, and and then I take my my phone off airplane mode at the end of the night, and it's like thirty five, forty followers. You know, yeah, and now, <laughs> this is crazy, and this has happened the last four weeks, but. Probably two, if not three times a week, I literally will have somebody come up and request red lights. Yeah, and yeah. That's uh, I had that. That's my uh, my single. So they know it. They know oh, it. That's right. We play that. Yeah, and yeah. and and people. What's really crazy is I've seen people lay down a twenty in the tip jar, and they said, "All right, yeah, but can you?" Can you play me red Because when you play down there, is a lot of it covers. <laughs> it's it's mostly all mostly all covers, yeah. and I'll throw some originals in from time to time. Because you know, playing playing for three or three and a half four hours, you know, you can play a couple originals. But sure. um, yeah, for the most part, it's covers. But um, every once in a while, well, but now it's on the regular. People are like wanting to hear my stuff, which badass. yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy. And you know, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Pete Olson, he uh, he told me, you know, write your story. You know, and 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 a lot of people in Nashville are all about you know, you do you. And write your story. Yeah. No, no two paths are the same. Uh, make, you know, one day somebody rolls into town and gets a record deal within a year of being there. You know, but but you know that's not my story. Right. Uh, my story is I'm providing for my family, working my tail off down on Broadway in Nashville, Tennessee, and and you know putting out songs and writing. And and you're right, Spotify and and all those guys over there have afforded me an opportunity to be able to do that and get my song out to the masses and and, country and like AF country radio. and country. <laughs> I was just about to say, and Stonies and Country AF Radio have have provided you know these. The, it, it's a conduit yeah. for me, and and you know Austin Burke he said it best. Like, um, it, I, I was down at Whiskey Jam one night and listening to him. And uh, actually, we were on the same bill together, and I stayed later to watch him. And and he was just like, "Man, I, I'm just so humbled to be here." And thank you, Spotify, and <clears throat> and all the guys that have had a hand in my career. And he said, "It's so great to know that we can just do it." Yeah. You know, you don't you don't have to have a record label. I mean, it's nice. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's nice to have, but eventually, man, to be able to know that like up and comers. Can get their music out there. Platform that have these conduits, that have these platforms like Country F, to have you know uh, managers and bar owners like you and Chris and building careers. Yeah, it's a whole nother level, man. How do people find you online? Uh, ChrisBuller.com. C H R I S B as in boy, U L L A R D as in dog. ChrisBuller.com. Sweet. Yeah, and that's same on Spotify and Instagram. Uh, Chris Bullard Music. Cool. <clears throat> and then. Uh, Facebook, yeah, Chris Buller Music. It's the same there, too. So Perfect. Well, hopefully these people go out there and check you out, man. Heck yeah, man. Right on. Dude, Toad, thank you so much for this. Thanks for hanging out Means with me. Means the world. Right, right on. Does, man. Appreciate you. Country AF Radio's On Demand.